Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, listeners. We are back today with Roman Shortino. And she is a woman that has an incredible story. We were just talking off air about uh, she got us on uh, the first couple of lines about her experience from being a CEO and onwards. So today we're just going to chat about that moment and what it led to and uh, her self-discoveries along the way and anything else that pops up. Yeah, I think so. I think we're, you know, we're really looking. We love connecting with, you know, like-minded people and like-minded women that are brave to be able to say, okay, I fell over, but I got back up again and and I'm proud of where I am now, but I I took stock of all the learning I had to do along the way. So welcome. We're really uh, excited to uh, have a conversation with you today. Hello, and thanks so much for having me as part of your um, podcast. We, we have to do, Robin, is we have to start with that line of what made you end up sitting on the floor as an award-winning CEO? What what was it that just was that break that you went, what am I doing? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I didn't get the what am I doing moment. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I pushed myself so hard and for so long, running around, looking after everybody else, making sure everybody was okay. They had everything they needed. And there was no room in that for me at all. So... Um, I knew that I was unwell. I knew that I wasn't happy. I knew that things weren't right. But like so many of us, I just pushed that to the back burner and said, I'll deal with that later. 
Yep. And later never comes. You know, there's always something else that you find that's more important than looking after yourself. Uh, and so for me, I uh, was given a diagnosis of psoriasis on my forehead for eight years. Oh, and wow. within the space of 20 seconds, that changed from that's not psoriasis, that's skin cancer, and you're going to need plastic surgery. Wow. Um, and so for most people, that's their moment where they go, wow, what am I doing? For me, that moment was, I can't believe this. How am I going to fit this in? <laughs> uh, and, and so oh, no, I thought, yeah, I've got two minutes on Tuesday at 3.32 in the afternoon. Exactly right. And even that's triple scheduled. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, it was I gave myself half a day to mm -hmm. have six centimetres of my head cut out. And I was back at my laptop that, that afternoon working, fixing everyone else's problems with the bandages stapled to my head. Uh, and I get really sick from anaesthetic. And so mm -hmm. I'm literally vomiting at the same time as sorting everyone else's problems out. Uh, and then four days later, I went back to the surgeon for my post-operative checkup. Yep. And they took the bandages off and they're pulling the staples out. And for some reason, the surgeon and his nurse left the room. And my husband's across the room from me because he had to drive me because I you know, had a head wound. Yeah. Uh, and I've looked at him across the room and I said, you know, is it okay? And he's looking at me and his face was white and he's just, uh, um, mm, yeah. And I'm like, something's not right. So I got up and I walked across the room and I had a look in the mirror. And that moment was like um, seeing a quarter of my head missing. Oh, wow. The, yeah. And the shock of that image dropped me. I literally went from mm. an award winning executive to on the floor, unable to cope with even the basics in life and unable to stop crying. And it happened in less than 60 seconds. Mm. And it's like, you know, people always say to me, what is that moment like? What's that breaking moment like? Yeah. Uh, and I always say, well, it's like having yourself shattered into a million pieces on the floor around you you're stuck in this void where everything around you is moving at normal speed but you're in this slow motion and you can see everything mm. moving but you've got no way to connect with any of that you can see it people people were asking me questions and I couldn't cognitively process what they were asking yeah um I couldn't um, everything that I had known about my future, all my plans, uh, my intelligence, everything. It was like everything left in that moment. Mm. And I could not explain any of that to anyone because I didn't understand any of it. It was like it was just this, this space of nothingness with everything happening yeah. around me. It took you uh, looking in a mirror to see how unwell you had really become. Yeah. Absolutely. And how many of us, look in the mirror every day, whether it's to brush our hair, put our makeup on, but how many of us actually even look at ourselves yeah. while we're doing that? We Absolutely. can't look at ourselves in the eye because we, we don't want the shock of seeing or, or not being able to actually see or recognise the person that's looking back at us. And I think that's a really important point because, you know, it's a bit like entwining your identity into what you do for your job in that it's having that bravery to look at you and go, hang on a second, I don't appear the way I'm pretending to be. A bit of that in, you know, you know you're capable of doing things, yeah. but 
you also somewhere along the way forgot that you're a human being in there too. We spend so much of our time moulding and shaping ourselves to be the person we think is accepted by everybody else. Yeah. And along the way, we just completely lose who we truly are. Mm. And so we stop looking at ourselves in the eye because we don't want to see that we're not who we are because that's really painful. And I think it's, you know, the box that we make ourselves into, it's not until that gets so painful Mm. that it is less painful to step out of it that we do something about it. And I think that's because when we start to look at ourselves, we get really judgmental and critical and the pain of that, you know, there's so many other people out there that are prepared to do that for us. When we do it to ourselves, it's so much more painful. It hurts, doesn't it? When you, and I really like the way you use the words of, you know, look yourself in the eye because it's, it's what we don't do. We, we, we kind of it's like we sort of run past ourselves really quickly we don't have time and we don't don't want to know because that might mean that we have to do some work and that's too hard it's too overwhelming we've already got everything triple scheduled in the day where's the time going to come from for us to you know to make some changes and do things differently and I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned from my journey is that you don't throw everything out you know Mm. I shattered into a million pieces and I had to pick up every single one of those and look at it and decide what went back together to make problem 2.0, right? Yeah. And you don't throw everything out. The reality is you tweak a few little things and you let some things go. But a lot of the stuff that you've already got and that already makes you up goes along with you. Yeah. And I think that that's what stops us is that we feel like we have to go and live in the cave and wear linen and be a hermit and meditate to be able to make change <laughs> in our lives. And we don't. We can do such simple things to make a big difference in what we do. Yeah. We just aren't taught that that's, you know, how we can make big changes. And that that's okay because it feels like, you know, I think we've all been taught that you're either who you are or you have to completely change and morph into something else. And, you know, it's really interesting you say sort of you're putting back the shards of what you were to create your, you know, Bromwyn 2.0 what were the main things you let go of like what were the things that you sort of went okay I actually don't need them the biggest one was my inner bitch (laughs) (laughs) we've all got that yeah but she was so nasty she didn't have anything nice to say at all yeah she had such nice things to say about everybody else and there was so much love, love and empathy and support and you know, encouragement for everybody else. But for me, it was just, I was dumb. I was stupid. I was all these things. And I really noticed it because one of the things that happened when I had my breakdown was I lost all dexterity. So I would go into the kitchen and I'd pick up a glass and I'd just drop it because my hand would let go. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm, I have always been uh, really, really, really good at sports. So I played a very high level of netball. So hand-eye coordination and all of that sort of stuff was very developed for me. And so for me to not even be able to hold on to a glass in the kitchen Mm. um, was, you know, significant. And, but my reaction to that and the way I spoke to myself about even just a simple situation like that was extraordinary so um for me it was about sending her away on holidays go explore the world go find someone else to play with I really value the role that you played because I've I've really learned a lot from you yeah but now it's time for me to really start to give myself the same level of love and encouragement that I would give 
to everybody else. You know, we, as children, we are like that. You know, we, we don't have that critic. Where on your journey or professional journey do you think you stopped being kind and rational about yourself in terms of I am successful and I'm doing my best and I'm a great human being? Do you think you might need an awareness reality check? Hey, we all do at some point. That's why we created the quiz, The Arc, and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other-aware, and this can be the deal-breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on, it's free, do the quiz, and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking for. I'm wondering, you know, if, if we're reflecting back, you know, most of us can say it was in this moment of my life that I stopped listening to myself and started absorbing yeah. what the world was telling me I needed to be. You know, maybe it's in the 20s, yeah. you know, as we climb up that that uh, career uh, ladder, it might be the, the more important our jobs yeah. are, the less we're actually sitting in ourselves. Mm. Um, I think for me it was actually really young. I think I would have been probably eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I never felt like I fit in ever. Um, anywhere (laughs) Um, and so I was always um, because I was so good at sports and I was good at school and and you kind of get picked on and and you get picked for different things so you know I had musical abilities I had sporting abilities I was good at school and and so you know I was in all these different things and and when you're in different things you get picked to do different things and then it would then I would get picked on because I was picked so kind of you know um it was always really difficult for me and also I was so tall I was so much you know physically bigger than the other kids and so I stood out and I didn't want to and so for me I I developed perfectionist tendencies really early Mm. on Mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of energy and a lot of time really perfecting that facade of everything's okay because I you know I'm so highly sensitive and so highly intuitive um, that I, if someone else was in pain, I could feel that and I'd be trying to take it away from them as well as dealing with all my own stuff and yeah. trying to, you know, hold this facade up that everything's okay and everything's under control and I don't care what you say to me, I'm, you know, I'm perfect. So for yeah. me, it was really yeah. young. Um, and I think as part of that as well, I really suppressed all emotion because yeah. emotion is a, is a signal to somebody else that they've they got you. They've affected you in some way. So right. I spent a lot of time shutting that down and, and, and that was part of the perfection facade. Mm. And when I had my breakdown, I experienced my lifetime's emotion in two years because it, it was mm. so squashed okay, and so. it came mm. out and I had no control of it. And I had to learn to, um, you know, down the track, I couldn't go anywhere and I couldn't really see anyone. But at about the 12-month mark, I started putting my toe in the water to go back in and spend some time in social situations and sort of go and spend time around people again. And I had to learn to just accept that one minute I'd be fine and the next minute I would be crying in a cafe somewhere yeah. and people would be looking, you know. And yeah, which was your worst fear. in Absolutely. In you had this facade and yep. suddenly you couldn't control that facade. Correct. It, it's really interesting then, you, you know, you sort of talk about that in a bitch that you've sent on holidays like forever and thank you she can't get on a plane anymore so <laughs> she's gone um yeah it's like you know my name's Nicole and Sarah always laughs at me because whenever I do something where I think I'm being a bit 
stupid or, you know, I've made a mistake. I go, oh, Nicole, I want to know, what was your inner bitch's name? Uh, I, didn't, I don't know that I actually ever gave her a name. You didn't name her. No. But I think you're 100% correct. We all have this inner voice and it's about what you take notice of and, and how you allow it to, to guide your direction. But sometimes you've got to grab hold of them and go, you know what? It's it's like the teenager you want to kick out. Like, you, know? you need it, it, it. I'm done now. It's time to go. And yeah, but also I think it's really important to understand that their role is to protect you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just about having, it's like having that conversation with that person who's so conservative and they don't want you to do anything that might put you in danger in any way. Yeah. And, you know, the conversation you have with them is like, you know, kind of thank you so much for that. That's actually really given me something to think about. Um, I'm okay with taking a step. Yeah. And you, you, it's that softer, um, kinder, more loving conversation because you're still having that conversation with yourself. Yeah. And, and, you know, I absolutely acknowledge her and I say, I'm glad that she's off traveling the world because she's having a great time. And, mm. you know, as you would say with any of your friends, who are off having a great time traveling the world, I've got a little love and respect for her. That's great. But I just don't allow that to run my life anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Yeah. It's the, it's it's that level of control that they, you know, that they have over your facade of, of who you really are. Yeah. And I think it's about taking your empowerment back and really you yeah. know, getting that connection back to who you who you are and what's right for you. And I think. That voice can run your life, but it takes you away from who you really are and it really takes the yeah. empowerment away and it takes your connection away. But yeah. so it's important to know. Yeah. There's an exercise called um, the boardroom. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like you're the organisation and you've got, um, you know, the CEO, that part of yeah. your CEO, and then there's the boardroom. But the most important people are who are around the water cooler, who, aren't, who don't have a chair yep. at the board. And, yep. you know, the inner bitch wouldn't have... Uh, place at the board because she's a bitch but yep. she's out at the water cooler she's out to having a lot to say yeah absolutely <laughs> so, uh, I love your idea of inviting her in being yeah. fine. come and sit at the table because if you're gonna bitch at least the other parts of me will balance you out yes rather than absolutely. leaving you a muck out there in the world that's correct do you think you might need an awareness reality check hey we all do at some point that's why we created the quiz the arc and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other-aware. And this can be the deal-breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on. It's free. Do the quiz and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking Something for. Something i found is that we spend a lot of our lives struggling with things. Everything's mm. a struggle. I'm fighting against this or I'm trying to force this or I'm really struggling with. They're things that we... Um, say a lot like we want to try and make yeah. a change and we try and force ourselves to do it but that creates a one it's a distraction it's a distraction from what you really need to be doing and two as soon as it's hard it's hard so you know if we can quit the struggle and start to find a really loving easy way that flows with life that's so much easier than getting stuck in this spiral of I'm struggling with absolutely and it's really just recognizing that that everything in our lives plays a part and is part of that bigger puzzle it's a part of putting all those pieces together it's just about recognizing 
what parts need to have a stronger role at different points yeah, and yeah, valuing those and and really, um, you know, acknowledging that we're made up of all of those parts. Yeah. Just sometimes some bits are a bit too dominant. Yeah. And yeah. other times they're a bit too, you know, submissive, submissive and, and getting the right balance. And, you know, I think that's, that's really where you've come to. But a lot of the time and what, you know, all of us would love is that we we don't have to go through tragedy. We don't have to go through the stop, hold, look, yeah. you know, look in the eye yeah. moment to realise that. And that's and that's probably why we came up with aware really mm. was to go. You don't have to break into a million pieces to build that. Mm. Uh, Roman, I'm thinking of you and you reminded me of that beautiful, uh, you know, story of what the Japanese used to do with a broken vase. Kinsukuri, yeah. And, yeah. and as you're talking, that's resonating with me, this, this beautiful human being that shattered. And as she slowly mended, it was the gold that held her together, the best things that yeah. held her together. And yeah. for me, uh, that, that's how I think of you now. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I think I, we could talk to you for hours. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's a hell of a story we've only just touched on, but we probably should um, look at your score for the awareness reality check. Um, mm -hmm. And look, you probably read it yourself. It does reflect where you've been. The score is, um, you know, moving towards meta-awareness and it's a score that shows you've done some deep thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. not only that, some um, morphing into the person that you should be and you can see that clearly in the high score that you got. Um, and I would be really excited to see, you know, that continuation of that journey, you know, how that insight continues to build. But, yeah, you can see you're very, what we call internally and externally aware. You you know how people see you now. Yeah. And you also know how to let them see you. And I think part of that was your story about journaling, which I loved, that, you know, it was a struggle for you to be that vulnerable and yeah. open up. And journaling was that pathway that you found to start to connect with your emotions and that that side of you that had been probably screaming for years. That's you correct. Know, you know, she was at the water cooler that, you know, I want to be loved and, and you know, I want to be me. And it's an incredible story. Yeah. And, it, and you know, I think getting to the point that you, you are, you've given yourself a lot of little steps of permissions along the way, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's all about little steps. And I think that's not what we taught. We thought that we taught that change is this big, overwhelming thing that yeah. we have to really force our way through. Um, and a lot of people say to me, I just can't even fathom. I can't fathom how you get done what you get done and yeah. you know, that you're here and you're there and you're on that podcast and you've written that article and you've got these books and you're doing this and you're doing that. I just don't understand how you even fit that into a day. And it's like what you don't see is the tiny little steps just yeah, like everybody right. has in their life that get you to that point. Yeah, so definitely. it's just about following the steps and each step gives you learning and growth and development and it's just about mm. the consciousness and the connection to that that takes you in the direction that is right for you yeah and I think the valuable word there is you know being conscious of that and yep. and and allowing yourself to look at yourself in the eye and say okay now's my point where I just need to I need to take a breath but yep. it, that doesn't take away that, you know, naturally, so, you know, people and people in roles such as yourself, you naturally have a high energy level, but don't get, you know, it's balancing not getting that confused with not taking notice. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Would you, I mean, you know, I love the key words of simplicity and that's obviously heavily connected with um, your business. Would you like to just tell our listeners a little bit more about, you know, where you are now? Yeah, well, I guess uh, the easiest way to describe that is to, is to start with a journaling point because mm-hmm. um, as part of my recovery, one of the things that we discovered is that um, I'm, I was terrified of writing anything personal down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that came about because uh, if I wrote something personal down, somebody could use it as evidence against yeah. me that I wasn't perfect. And I had literally just dropped off the face of the earth. So like, I'd, I'd just completely withdrawn into my shell to try and work out what was going on and recover and when I started to come back out again people were like where have you been I haven't seen you for months uh and uh because I was still so fragile and I was still broken and everything was still so raw one of the few things I could actually talk about without just dissolving into tears was journaling yeah (laughs) and so I started talking about well that's what I that's what I'm doing and when I started talking about the things that I was journaling about, uh, people started to say, you have to write a book. Um, what it gave me was an opportunity to come back to the middle of the pendulum because I'd been at the highly scheduled, yeah. every, every minute is scheduled, right? That, you know, everything is stressed, everything's overloaded, everything's burnt out. And then the ultimate swing to the opposite side where there was nothing I had to do, nobody I was responsible for, nothing I had to deliver nothing to look at but myself Mm. and then this you know sort of project if you like of writing brought me back to the middle of the pendulum where I had something I could dip in and out of yeah and something that I could focus on and so about halfway through my recovery my first book keep it super simple was released it was published do you think you might need an awareness reality check hey we all do at some point That's why we created the quiz, The Arc, and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other-aware, and this can be the deal-breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on, it's free, do the quiz, and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking for. And that was terrifying in itself because I was still really broken and fragile, and then it became how else can we work with you? Can you do a keynote? Can you come and facilitate a workshop? Can you work with our leaders? Can you? And I suddenly had this global business on my hands. I like to say, you know, I'm an accidental entrepreneur because it just kind of <laughs> accidentally it happened. And I'm still broken. I'm still in the middle of my recovery and I'm trying to work out how I can look after everybody else, but look after myself as well. Yeah. One of the things when you get to that point, you break spectacularly like I did, you really start to understand what your strengths are, you understand what your weaknesses are, and you really start to unpack how you've gotten yourself to where you've gotten to. And one of the really strong characteristics that I carry is um, service for others. I, I always have, I always want to be doing things for others. So it became about how do I do that in a way that I can still be okay as well? I do it in a way that it can go one to many and it can help a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but it also still supports me. Um, I'm, I'm a rebel. I'm such a rebel. I challenge everything. Oh, we hear you. We hear you. We're everything. You know, it, the status quo needs to be blown up and yep. I'm the person to do it, right? So, and I don't, I don't do it in a, in a really aggressive, you know, 
you know, obnoxious way. It's about just asking gentle questions that yeah. can start to actually give you direction around where is the right pathway for you. Yeah. Because I think there's too many things out there in the world and too many people out there in the world who are really well-meaning, but they're very busy telling people, this is what's wrong with you and this is what the, yeah. this is what the solution is. Yeah. And the more we follow that, the further we get off track and, and the worse our health and well-being becomes. And I think you're right. I think, you know, to me, you, if I was to take that and, and, you know, put it into some words, it's like you you challenge without judgment. Absolutely. So, you know, it's really about having a, a framework that's making sure that people ask some of those brave questions that are uncomfortable, but they're not judging you. They're moving no, into action. You're not judging yourself either. Exactly. So it's about dropping the criticism, dropping the judgment and yeah. getting really curious about your life. We don't have to always have an answer. That's And right. I think, uh, no. you know, we're on your team of um, let change be small and subtle and quiet. Yeah. And, um, and gentle. And, happens. and gentle right. and loving. Yeah. Because it's Which is so amazing. nicer. It is, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. You know, you compare yourself now to the to your version one yeah. is that, you know, there's an opportunity to enjoy. And you're not hiding. Yeah, that's no. correct. You're yeah. being you. You've actually made your greatest success because it's bringing that element of self-sacrificing in a different way to yeah. globally by being absolutely raw, honest and authentic. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. And I yeah. love that from perfectionist you who really was so brittle and fragile. Yes. Absolutely. That 60 seconds of reality check for her to shatter. And I love that the version, although, you know, still working, still getting there, um, actually has blown out into the world and is helping far more people in Absolutely. the right way. In the long run. Yeah. So yeah. it yeah. is that awareness that it, not to fear change but to understand the process, understand, don't be scared of it. Um, and I, th I think the coaching industry is problematic in always trying to make the change big and sudden and quick and wow. Yeah. But we know human beings do not yeah. really sustain that. And it's it. focused on fix it. And what we wanted to do was, you know what? Fix it, embrace it. Yeah, don't fix. It's not about fix. It's about we are who we are. Let's just take it as part of it, mm. us, and accept it, mm. embrace it, and help that be moulded as part of you going forward rather than going, oh, I'm just going to ignore that bit. It's like my weakness. My yeah, weakness. quick, hide that. Hide that, quick. You don't know, hide it. Please throw it down. Yeah. We said we dork. We're funny. We're not at all. Not at all. We're going to jump on the contacts. We're going to put at the end of this. Yep. Um, and follow you up and buy your book and be equally inspired. And We've really enjoyed um, having you on and... You know, I think so many people could learn so much from, you know, people such as yourself who just have the bravery to go, it's okay. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love that chat. Yeah. Hopefully we'll catch up in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, so Would love that. Wow, that was a lot to think about in that chat. Like with all things, it's good to take a few minutes just to reflect on your takeaways. Control is a high level of awareness in our aware reality check art. And as in all things, it can have a shadow side and that's what we've got to kind of look out for. 
Letting go of control is as important as having it. As you're striving for meta-awareness, be mindful that your transformation is not a simple rebrand of who you are, taking along the old ways and the old identities. Ask yourself in each interaction, what am I learning about myself? But more importantly, what did I discover about the person I'm talking to? It's good to wonder if you are controlling your image when you're around others, or whether you're open to that image being changed. Interested to hear your thoughts? A wonderful giveaway for our listeners today, Care of Collins' um, lovely generosity. She is going to give 25% discount off her books, Keep It Super Simple or The Economy of Enough. And they're both available in paperback or ebook format. To get your copy, go to www.sheiqlife.com slash shop slash. That's www.sheiqlife.com slash shop slash. The coupon to get your 25% off is KISS123. KISS123. Enjoy the treat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and a little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail. Com. That's aware, A-R-C, arc, group, at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.